Hi, I'm Peter Heiner-Nilsen, a Danish chess politician, and I'm joined by Grandmasters Jan Gustafsson and Lauren Fristine, and we will have a preview on the upcoming uh, candidates tournament. So, hi Jan and Lauren. Hello everybody, I'm Peter Heiner-Nilsen, a Danish chess politician, and I'm joined by Grandmasters Lauren Fresenet and Jan Gustafsson. We're going to do a peer review on the upcoming candidates tournament. Hi, Jan and Lauren. Why, so serious? You, 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 did you hear that? I mean, since he's, uh, <laughs> since he's an official candidate to, to Gensun Asumus. Yes. Uh, well, it sounds so serious. That's amazing, actually. I would like to thank all the countries nominating the Barish Polis Nielsen tickets for the support. <laughs> We're really going to do our absolute best to not let you down. And But, uh, especially the uh, anti-Netherlands, yeah? No, that was true. That It was a, it was a race against the clock, but uh, the Netherlands Antils came to the rescue, and we are very grateful for that. Of course, we're grateful for everybody who endorsed us. But um, in chess terms, we were definitely in time trouble when someone came to, to save us. So that uh, uh, I can say, only say it's very, very much appreciated uh, as such. But, um, Speaking anyway, of time trouble, this is, of course, a candidate's preview, the most exciting chess tournament of the year where eight gladiators battle it out to face the world champion Magnus Carlsen in a match. Or will they? We will talk about their chances and, of course, also about their chances of getting a match against Magnus. Because Peter Heine, now that he's a chess politician running on transparency, can, of course, tell us Magnus's exact thoughts about whom he will play and whom he won't play. So, you think, uh, how many transparency jokes will we make during this uh, podcast, uh, Jan? 18. 18, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a good uh, target, yeah. No, I mean, like, it's uh, very much anticipated, of course, this candidate's format is just generally amazing, amazing show. And, uh, well, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's uh, we are getting closer and closer by the day. So, uh, and, and the field is... Amazing, actually. No, not so many chickens. Some chickens are missing, uh, like Wesley or Anish. But uh, I mean, uh, well, Levon, Le Levon is missing, which is a pity, of course. But you have eight players. You cannot have ten players, and all of them deserve to to be there. Why can't we have ten yeah. players? We could have had. I mean, they have had. Fide must earlier. fix. Yeah. No, I also want to weigh in, and uh, well, I would even say that uh, Anish and Wesley would have been great additions to this tournament uh, as well. But for me, also the candidates, it's incredibly anticipated, not only to find out who gets the right to challenge Magnus, but also as someone like me who cares so much about chess openings. It's very fascinating to have eight of the best players in the world who will really show the absolute best in the opening, because this is the event that matters so much for them. So, uh, I mean, I'm very excited about, about that part as well. Me yeah. too. So you. Anyway, should we start? Uh, I think the plan is that we will go over all of the eight players in, in turns. Um, and um, I don't know. Do we just each get to pick one uh, in turns and we start like that? Or you have any kind of specific order in, in mind? As long as I pick Fioja. 
No, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but we should start with um, with Duda, yeah, by, by rating, yeah. We mm-hmm. we, okay, let's let's do we it in uh, reverse with, with Fusha, yeah. uh, Elo rating order. Okay. So Duda, and we have sort of uh, six different categories we want to debate, right? And we start out with current form, and um, well, I can see Luang is the one who rates his form the the, the lowest, so. Please, yeah, please I gave him. So we, we we go from zero stars to five stars, mm-hmm. and I gave him a three because it's hard to say he didn't play much. Um, and from, I mean, it's always hard to say with with Duda because he's so, it's very much uh, unpredictable to my eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, always very interesting to watch, obviously. But uh, I don't know. In how, how do you know, guys? I mean, he didn't play so much. Uh, well, I, I think he I played think one classical tournament since the uh, start of the year. So. Both me and Jan gave him a four. And I think it's his recent uh, wins. in, uh, in uh, He won this uh, Rapid and Blitz uh, part of Grand Chess Tour in uh, Warsaw recently. And then he won the um, Masters section of the Magnus Chess Tour in, in Oslo. Right. That is two tournaments win. I understand they're not classical chess, but uh, it still gets me to give him a four instead of your three. I regret my choice now because I remembered he did badly in Vikansee and uh, I think that was his last classical tournament. Correct. So, yeah, I think a three is very reasonable as well. But what okay. stuck to my mind was also him him winning these two things. Although this Champions Chess Tour he won, it was a bit of a weird tournament where yeah. everybody yeah, messed up in the end and I think he won, I don't know, four matches out of seven or whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how big I... that is, but still, yeah. He's I mean, looked like he's been steadily improving. Vikanze was a bit of a setback, but he's let, let, let's remind he's that to say. He, he won. He, he qualified thanks to the, his win in the World Cup, which was mm-hmm. uh, last summer, and was of course very impressive. Where he beat, of course, Kayakin in the final, and uh, who is not, uh, of course, eligible mm-hmm. for, for the tournament. So Magnus in the semi-final. Well. Yeah, so he did very. But well. I would just say that I think this feeling of having won something he has in the body now, and this somehow gives some kind of uh, self-confidence. Anyway, we are running a tight schedule here. So motivation. Laurent has him a four out of five, while me and Jan has him a five. Again, Laurent, you are the one standing out, so you get to speak. Yeah, no, I think his motivation is good, but it's not like um, I don't think he feels that it's lifetime chance. You know, like uh, he thinks maybe it's his first candidate. So um, I mean, it is definitely his first candidate. So it's not like he thinks if he doesn't qualify, he, he won't have uh, another chance, uh, which uh, might be the case in uh, uh, for other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, I don't think uh, his motivation will be high, but uh, not like mm-hmm. someone. Um, so Let me make the case for disagreeing with that. I think okay. that, well, he's the lowest rated, and it's not a guarantee he will play the candidates again. And uh, he's trying to be part of the world elite, and to be that, he needs a good result here, because should he actually end up, like, his rating being last, he, he, will, not, uh, he will have to find himself as not a world-class uh, elite player. And uh, I think he has a lot of stake in it for him in that sense. Okay, then, then we, we, we agree, and motivation is... I mean, like to to go all in for me. Motivation is to yeah. go all in to win. Mm-hmm. For him, I mean, if you tell him before the tournament you you finish, you end up. But in it's true. Place, we have uh, one four and two sure. fives. So mm-hmm. yeah, you want to add in, Jan? Or? Yeah. 
No, I think obviously he's gonna be motivated. Uh, I don't really think anybody thinks about their legacy. Like, okay, if I fail, I'm not in the top anymore, or I'll have more chances because I'm young. I believe you just prepare for the tournament that's at stake, and it's the biggest tournament of his career mm-hmm. so far. And yeah, I see no reason why he shouldn't prepare. Also, oh, we are rating him all incredibly highly. While, for instance, the next category is chances to win. Um, you guys both have him at two, and I have him as one. So it's clear that we think he's motivated, but uh, quite unlikely. Well, that's not very unreasonable, as he's uh, the, the lowest rated. Um, well, I just don't see him as one of the, the favorites. Uh, I mean, I like the guy, I respect him as a lot of chess players, but he is the last uh, uh, bottom rated player, and it would be nothing short of a sensation if he wins. So I gave him a one, you guys gave him a two, and you can sort of... Tell me why you, you don't have him only at a one, for instance. I don't know. We'll get to it later. I think there are three clear yeah. favorites. Maybe four we can debate that. And then everybody else can't be the favorite. But I don't think he's far behind any of the players. Also, he's someone who's shown he can win tournaments. So if he catches a bit of speed early on and if, prepara- if his preparation is good, he's shown he can beat the likes of Magnus in a match with classical mm-hmm. games, why shouldn't he have a shot? Yeah, and he's, he's young as well. So, I mean, it makes a difference because it's pretty long tournament, so he can be, uh, you need stamina uh, at the end of the tournament. And, uh, well, he showed that he, he, I mean, like he won the World Cup. So, I mean, we all played the World Cup. We didn't play uh, close as many rounds as he did, but I was always incredibly tired after, after the World Cup. And I, I mean, my record, my best uh, result. Okay, now Peter will come up with his quarterfinals. But my best result was to lose in the third round, and I was already, I mean, like, incredibly tired. So, I mean, this is mm-hmm. very impressive. To win the World Cup shows a lot of stamina, and it's very important for this um, candidate's tournament. I actually would like to correct you. I have not played the quarterfinals of the World Cup, but uh, I've played the last uh, 16. Last uh, 16, okay. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, chances to get the match. Uh, Jan, you have him at three. Me and uh, Fres at two. First of all, we should explain that category, which I guess means if he wins the candidates, then will Magnus want to play a match against him? Because Magnus has been famously unsure, to put it mildly, if he wants to play another World Championship match. So this is basically a guessing game if Magnus would like to play them, unless Peter has inside info. I would just think he's friendly with Duda. He said he's more likely to play against someone of the new generation, um, which Duda certainly is. And I would guess he also feels, first of all, that he can beat him. He will feel like that with everybody. But um, that his chances would be good, and that could be an exciting match because Duda has an exciting style, plus there's some revenge factor for this World Cup thing. I don't know, it's just yeah. uh, just making up stuff. I wouldn't know, but I would yeah. think if he happens to win, his chances are as good as anybody's not named Ali Reza. I gave him a two, but I get your point about the revenge factor. You can argue that uh, Magnus has actually lost to him uh, on the way for him qualifying, and then somehow, well, no, there would be some logic in that. I mean... My sort of numbers in this category is, is kind of generic, and I think uh, I've given him a two because 
Magnus haven't played him before, and uh, that uh, adds uh, a bit to the likeliness, I would say. And then else, but I'm still sticking to that. Magnus has said that most likely he will uh, not defend his title. So. I yeah, but I don't two. think I, don't if... I mean, I agree with uh, what Jan said, but I don't think that uh, Magnus thinks it will be an in- interesting match. I mean, like, uh, that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, there's no challenge with uh, with Duda, let's say. Uh, I mean, we'll come to that later. But no, I meant chess-wise, like style-wise, it could be an interesting Style-wise, match. but, yeah. Um, okay. Okay, two or three, anyway, mm-hmm. is, is, is very mm-hmm. close, so... Yeah, then but... we come to the favorite category, which is chickenness, <laughs> which of course you're part of the show. Laurent, zero chickenness in your opinion. Yeah, because he's taking a lot of risk. I mean, I I, I saw him so many times taking some incredible risk uh, to try to win games and not repeating moves and going ahead and going forward. And uh, there's few people in that tournament who are, who are doing that on a regular basis. Just they are just crossing the line, objectively speaking. I mean, taking way too many risks. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a chi- for me. He's, he has zero uh, chickenness in his uh, in his uh, play, no, in his repertoire. Actually, I mean, he has a very uh, direct and uh, aggressive repertoire. So, I, I don't see where you see. Uh, I mean, if you see chickenness in Duda, then I'm, I would be happy to to hear about it. No, I generally agree. I would think his repertoire is changing, or you could say maturing a little bit. Like, what does he play against E4 Petrov in Berlin? That's not the the craziest openings in the world, right? Like, so I think his repertoire is adjusting a bit to super tournaments, and there is some factor of yeah, trying a bit harder to equalize and not being yeah, going for a win in every game at extensive risks. But no, I agree. He keeps pushing it. He also seemed extremely unafraid of Magnus and just kept playing for a win. No, he's mm-hmm. not. He's not a member of the club. Sorry, no. Jan so, Schistoff. I, I will give him a two. Uh, so that apparently is the, the, the highest in that sense. But I would probably say that uh, one should still see two as a compliment. Maybe I feel that that is sort of the sweet spot. That being a chicken is not only bad. You also need to have some kind of realism. And I think he's gotten that with with openings and such, playing more healthy or healthy-ish openings and such. So I've given him a two. I agree it could also be a one, but um, I think uh, well, one and a half is the chicken factor you should aim for as a competitive player, I would say. So that's uh, that's my, my one. Ah, so you think it's important to have some chickenness in you? Of to, course. To be, uh... Yes, yes. No doubt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Then uh, the last category is openings. And uh, me and uh, Fres are giving him a free, and Jan has not filled in his form yet. So, I don't know. We'll have to... I mean, you, you please do that? I could also tell you my number. Um, three. <laughs> three. So, we all agree. Uh, it's just... Uh, he's exactly in the middle, and... Um, he's fine. I think he's quickly That's... improving. It used to be yeah. a weakness. I think it yeah. no longer is, but he's not on a Fabi level, of course. Yeah, it used to be a disaster actually. Like it used to be really a weak, weak, weak side, uh, weak point for 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 Duda. But yeah, recently it went much much better, and maybe um, the addition of Petrov and stuff like that were were clever. I think he's also an Marshall example of that. 
as we've mentioned, that openings is something that's possible to improve, but just by working on it. And uh, he seems to be doing that. Also, I would like to point out that I said that uh, three is in the middle, but uh, we are going from five to zero, so the average is actually 2.5. So he's in the uh, slightly above average group. Uh, can we do half points? I wasn't sure if we're allowed to do half points. No, I don't no, think no. so. You have, to, you have to choose a side. You can just not say. Yeah. You can't just stay neutral. So you gotta understand, it's rough in the chicken chess club if we can't go for half a point. I understand, but we're pushing you out of your comfort zone. So the um, next one would be uh, Timur Rajabov. Timur Rajabov, who is still playing in and Norway chess. He's still playing in Norway chess, and this seems to be affecting you two guys because on current form, you've given him a zero, while I have uh, given him a one which is in very bad form, but that seems to be the most positive evaluation so far. So that's so, just a disaster. Well, He's overthinking every decision, uh, playing some, some really bad games. Uh, also in Armageddon, you can f yesterday against, uh, at the time of the recording, it was yesterday against Vichy. I mean, he just blundered some s quite simple tactic. I mean, like, e everything is going wrong. I mean, like, Tell me one positive side about uh, his play. Uh, I agree here he's been quite bad. I will say that in, in some online events he has been doing quite well. It was, uh, a, while, it was a while ago. He didn't it's, play. it's a while ago, I agree. Well, I'm trying to defend giving up one. I'm sort of, uh, so I only have to come up with a bit of uh, not horrible state. But it's clear that in this tournament, there is very little positive to say for him. I mean, you can see, well, you can say that... He needed some uh, warm-up, and he's getting it. But uh, if I wasn't allowed to choose a one, it would definitely be a zero. So uh, it would be hard to me to say that I disagree massively with you two guys. Okay. What about his motivation? Yeah, mm -hmm. the numbers don't seem, don't seem okay. high. The numbers we gave him don't seem very high. Uh, I, gave him, I gave him a two, and you gave even even lower i mean once again it's uh, the debate how you define motivation i think he's always motivated not to lose when he sits down at a chessboard i don't think he's very motivated to to win the event or to play chess which of course mm -hmm. i i understand when it comes to yeah going all out for victory of course it's very low but when it comes to yeah trying to do better than this one and not be Embarrassed, I would think he will be quite motivated not to, yeah, to leave a better impression than in Norway. Uh, he already played a candidate where um, he didn't seem to care much. It was in London, 2013. He didn't I seem mean, to care much. There was a lot of uh, pressure and expectations on him there, and he collapsed. That was my read on it. I also disagree. I think, if anything, well, it was more like he was crumbling under pressure. That really? uh, he was. He was mentioned as. Well, was... outside is a bit strong because Magnus and Levan and Aronian was there, right? But still, but he was like two seven ninety five or something, no? When, exactly. When I... I think that um, was a negative experience for him, no doubt, and such. I agree with Jan. I don't think he is sort of motivated to go all all out and win, but I very much think he wants to do a decent performance. Uh, yeah. So I'm also in the one or two category by you. I think I have written a two, and. Uh, I gave him I a one because he's, he's, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not going to to try to win at all. So I mean, like, he, I think we basically like, seem to be in agreement yeah. uh, there, right? Which is uh, chances to win? We also seem to agree. Zero. Uh, 
Yeah, zero. <clears throat> Zeros. Yeah. It's hard to picture, no? Like uh, yeah. somewhat insulting, but I think that's where we are. Um, I don't expect him to be last in the tournament, but somehow that he's going to push to to win, I I don't see it, and he's the second lowest rated. Yeah, also, also wouldn't expect say... him to be last. I think he'll do better than here, and mm-hmm. that's also yeah with what Chicken have going for them. They tend to end closer to the middle mm-hmm. of the table when things don't go so well, no? Because you make more draws and you don't push for. Last minute comics. Brad Yabov has been a, around for a long time. We know who he are. Duda, for instance, he could be much stronger or much weaker than we know because he hasn't been there for so long in a way. So we could misvaluate him. I think with Brad Yabov, we have a pretty clear idea of his level and uh, it's good, but it's not enough to win, right? That's I don't have honestly. a pretty clear idea of his level right now. It could also be Fair that enough. it's what he's showing now in Norway chess. It's not like he's yeah. played a lot of competitive chess the last 10 years. Then he's not going to win. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> so chances to to get the match. So uh, we both, uh, Jan and myself, uh, gave him a one, while PH gave him a two. Why so high? Also, we think he has zero chances to win, so it's a bit of a hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes a bit hypothetical. I generally stuck to that it's uh, below average, but at least it will be a new uh, opponent for Magnus, and also. Magnus uh, and Radio's dad are, you know, good, uh, good friends and such, and they could they could hang out during the match and have a good time and such. So I, I decided to give it a two. But yeah, now again, I mean, like uh, that, that time not uh, many friends with Duda. I don't think that Magnus thinks it would be an interesting challenge, and also it would be a very mm-hmm. boring experience. Uh, with Zajabov just trying to make a. Duel. But also, well, you are saying it will not be an interesting challenge, but. You have to picture that that comes after Radyabov having uh, yeah, perhaps yeah. crushed the candidate's tournament. No, maybe I, mean, I think if he wins, he will win with plus two or plus three. It's a good tiebreak. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's also, it becomes strange match. debating the chance to get a match if we all agree that there is zero chance to get the match, right? So yeah. um, I think it's fair enough that we can't just... So chickenness, uh, I have given him a four, which is his lowest score. Yeah. Um, you guys, I mean... Ah, he's a table yeah. chicken. I mean, come on, it's... Well, it depends on chicken. your definition. For... On your definition of chicken. In general, yeah, he seems happy to draw games. I don't think he gets very nervous under pressure. No. Which I'm not sure if that's a factor in I mean, chickenness. I think he's, yeah, normally decent when he, he's in shape in Armageddon. Since, uh, he did win the candy, uh, not the candidates, but the World Cup. I mean, it's not like he's giving draws when he's completely winning or such, or something like that. I mean... He's very solid and uh, might also try to force events at times and such. But um, to not give him full marks, I think it's defendable. I did it a bit to differ with Lohan as well, I have to admit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's clear that he's between four and five somewhere. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he has his good moments. I think a four can be defended yeah. at least. Yeah, I don't think he's so afraid to play or to lose. It no. seems more like he doesn't really want to play if it's not needed. But yeah, I don't yeah. know him well, so. No. no, but it's amazing how he changed. Actually, I mean, like I, I know him since he's. Uh, we used to be teammates with Peter and uh, him in uh, the now oh, chess true. club, and he was kind of. I mean, checking Kings Indian all day long, showing lines, and very, very enthusiastic, very aggressive, and uh, well, very fantastic player. But it's amazing. Tough, I think right? he changed yeah. that much. He just had this Kings Indian. Image, but even then with White, he was he had a lot of very quick draws in Vike and That's all these true, tour- he had, tournaments. He, he just played Kings Indian, so people thought Shreshnikov, Kalashnikov. I mean, all this sharp stuff. I mean, yeah, but it was, was just openings, not uh, edited. Mm-hmm. 
On that subject, openings. You guys are giving him a two, I'm giving him a three. I think, again, I'm giving him a three because I think it's average, while this one is actually above average. Uh, I think he has incredibly solid openings, that his openings choices are more or less the best. He's playing, uh, you know, Berlin and such. He plays good openings, and he's quite well prepared. It's not like there is a ton of uh, surprising novelties and such, so I can very much defend the two. But I don't think openings is particularly a weakness for him. No, in general, I always thought that he might not like to play chess, but he's working on chess, and he was well mm -hmm. prepared. But here, it doesn't look like it, and I don't think it's because he's hiding stuff for the candidates. He's still playing the Berlin. He just mixes up the move order on move five, and all of these Italians, he gets confused out of the opening. It just doesn't seem like he's <coughs> deeply mm -hmm. into details yeah. there, and it doesn't seem like that's because he's hiding that he wants to play the Karokan in the candidates. It just seems like, yeah, he's not as well prepared as he used to there, so I gave him a two. Fair enough. I think, again, it's the Luan chose first, so I had to do something different factor, but uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I, I agree with, with Jan Yao. Let's move on to Hikaru Nakamura. And uh, you guys have given him a four in current form, while well, I'm only a three. So, well, you get the obvious one. Why is he, why is he the four? Yeah, well, because... He hasn't played much, but when he played, he won, which is good. Yeah, yeah and it seems that this, this training... <laughs> good this, argument. <laughs> this online training he has is very good for him. He's playing, like, uh, billions games uh, online. And then he just comes to the Grand Prix and crush crush everyone yeah. uh, so it's a good training for him and he he keeps on on, do, on doing these streams and uh, playing blitz and against mm. strong players actually so for him uh, it uh, just works so um, i mean if it works then good, good for him and it seems that his current form is quite good i gave him a free which is above average maybe my memory serves me wrong but i thought that um he was winning quite some of it in uh, Rapid rather than Classical, but maybe it's just image. Maybe actually he won quite some Classical games, if, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken there. No, so I understand 4 is, uh, is a possibility also. I mean, that it was a huge surprise, at least to me, that he managed to, to qualify. But he did that quite convincingly, and he sort of actually, on his own, by his own strength, took out uh, Aronian, uh, which is quite an achievement. Yeah. So, and so again... As we speak, I end up uh, agreeing with, with, with you guys. But and I think he's sort of in the category between three and four. He is uh, good form, but also he actually he was, he got a wild card to get in because he was simply inactive. He had played for more than two yeah. years, as far as I recall. No, but yesterday I saw I was, I was on Twitter, as you probably... <laughs> ah, uh, yeah. Maybe more than me. But yesterday I was on Twitter and I saw some random tweets. Uh, Ikao Nakamura won the title Tuesday with 10 out of 11. Uh, second yeah. place was Dubov with 9. And you see a list 20 Grandmasters. Uh, I mean, like, okay, it's always very strong events. So it shows some kind of mm -hmm. form. I mean, it's, and it's every, I mean, like, all the time you see this kind of tweet. Nakamura just mm -hmm. won the title Tuesday or Rapid Tournament or whatever. But he keeps on, on winning uh, many, many online tournaments, mm -hmm. which is very impressive. Okay. Motivation? Uh, there we actually have some disagreement. I'm still in the slightly positive. Ah, okay. We all three. disagree. I think this is more. the first time. And uh, Gusti, you have a five. He's uh, incredibly motivated. This we have to explain to us. I would think it's such a great 
story for him. Like he retires for two years, becomes a big Twitch streamer, then he qualifies for the for the candidates when everybody thought he was finished as a or many people maybe thought he was finished as a classical chess player and now to be in the candidates and to potentially win it and get a match versus Magnus, what's a better driver for him? I think he'll be extremely motivated, like how that translates into work. Of course, he has distractions, but pure motivation, I would really think he's so, incredibly... So what, so what do you think is more important to him? Let's say if you give him the choice tomorrow between his uh, streams and uh, and his... I mean, it's chance to, to qualify. Let's say you, you choose well, tomorrow. Tomorrow, nobody is watching you uh, online, or you qualify for the for the match. Well, let let me jump in because oh. that's going to be my argument, and I gave him a free. Well, also he doesn't get that choice. If he does well, it will be do- good for his streams and such. But having said that, I mean, you can see that. Uh, well, he's uh, saying that. Well, I'm setting up uh, my own yeah. channel, who will do commentary on the candidates and such. I think his focus is split while. Yeah. If all you thought is, I want to become the world champion in chess, and you actually believed you could do it, I think that might actually be silence, because you were so focused in, in a way. I think he's split there. I think there is a sort of quote that he's saying that he's, well, his Twitch channel means more to him than becoming the world champion and such. Yeah. I still have him in free, because I think he's motivated. I think he's going to come in good shape. He's going to come well prepared. But I still think there is some kind of split in his focus, while some of the others doesn't have this split uh, in a way. So you can argue that he's successful in some other areas, and this means his focus is uh, somewhat uh, diverted, is my point of view. But um, I would think yeah. he's a businessman. It would be clearly good for business if mm-hmm. he had a world championship match, and I believe all his motivation will go there. I don't think the right. channel during the tournament will be a distraction mm-hmm. at all. But yeah, Fair we'll enough. see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chances to win? So you gave uh, him a you one. Have a, yeah. I gave him a one. You guys gave him a two. Uh, I don't think he will win. But to be fair, I didn't think he would qualify either. So yeah. I could have some kind of systemic error in his uh, evaluation there. Um, he will take his chances. He's good in tiebreak. This time we should remind that there, yeah. there is possible tiebreak, rapid tiebreak, if people are, mm-hmm. are tied for first place. So he's incredibly good in tiebreaks. So that's uh, that's a plus for him. And uh, well, he will take. I mean, he, w- he will go all in if needed. I mean, there is no no worries about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to so me, it's a bit connected to the motivation and also openings part, because uh, yeah, he's a very strong player. But if he has one weakness, then it's openings in particular with black against other very strong players. And I do think that these weaknesses are still there, even if you look at. Some of his mm-hmm. recent online games in his Queen's Gambit declined and so on. Like He has his lines, but he's often not into details. And if he can take time and fix those, I don't think chess-wise, and as I mentioned, motivation-wise, he's inferior to the others. But of course, it's a big if, because it's a problem that has followed him around, and he also doesn't have that much practice in classical. Yeah. But I wouldn't rule him out if he makes it out of the opening. Like, no. especially with Black. I gave him a 1. It could also be a 2. Again, he's in the lower part uh, rating-wise. I don't think he's among the strongest player, but he could be. And uh, he has a strong nervous system and such. And uh, if he keeps it cool and he's in there with a chance, 
I mean, I'm not gonna rule him out. So for me, it's also between one or two. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he won, but I would be quite surprised uh, in a way, no doubt about that. Okay, so the, um, so the next one is a funny one. I mean, this match could happen ten years ago, but uh, I mean, not ten years ago, but something in that area. But uh, would have been more logical actually. But so mm -hmm. chances to to actually get that match against. Uh, Uh, Magnus, I mean, to whom he has a, I mean, has a war score, uh, <laughs> maybe not ever, but uh, close to that. I don't know what the score is. I, I will come out and say that I'm wrong. I have given it a two because that's just my generic thing. Uh, you know, a uh, new opponent, uh, not uh, the top seed. It's probably unlikely Magnus will, but I, I guess I can see you have a, a three and a four. And I guess your arguments will be that, you know, there will be some online bullying, some rivalry, and Magnus will say, okay, I'm, I'm going to put this guy right. Something like that, right? I will think a four is low. If Nakamura yeah. wins, there's zero chance Magnus is not playing. Really? The match. Wow. It's too much fun. Sauron. Sauron returning to keep Frodo down. Like, it's yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna who, who, who knows the score between them? It's 13-1 or something like that? or What's the score? Something in that uh, dist uh, area. I have to admit that uh, Nakamura was also close at some point. I remember... In in uh, oh, I think they played in Switzerland, yeah, and uh, Magnus was completely lost. And me and Henrik we left the hotel to pick up Magnus after he had lost the game. But when we came there, he'd actually won. So um, I mean, yeah, no, of course he, he got some ma many course, amazing he, positions. Yeah, but whatever. yeah, oh. Magnus is better than everyone, but of course he's better than uh, Hikaru as well. Uh, I understand that, but I actually I think Gusti has a point. So uh, yeah. I, <laughs> Magnus wriggling out of this one is not going to be that simple. Right, yeah. point. Yeah. No. Chickeness, uh, Loang is on one and me and Gustian two. Yeah, he likes short draws, but I don't think it's because he's afraid. It's because yeah. he's, no. he's pragmatic. Not... No, like, or... no, no, he's not. There's no right. incentive he's pragmatic. You, 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 I, I gave him a one because his opening repertoire is a bit, you know, Quincy Tunimzo, Berlin, uh, Queen's Gambit. I mean, it's really a chicken repertoire, yeah? I mean, I mean, if, if we do a video series about uh, chessable course one day about uh, uh, chicken's repertoire, we just copy paste uh, Naka, Naka's repertoire and it's done. Yeah. So it's a good repertoire. I mean, just because you are brought up playing, I don't know, any kind of uh, weird openings. I mean, also Laurent is pretending oh. like he plays the um, the Kalashnikov and the King's Indian every game. Yeah, like soon French League, <laughs> well, French League tomorrow. <laughs> French Translate tomorrow, so, yeah. I will start the Kalashnikov. I will show you. Don't give away his, his secrets. But actually, it's, it's a good point that we have him. We have pretty low on chickenness. That's uh, it's a bit too much hating. It's actually not really fair to him, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think he's a particular chicken. No, he's not. He's extremely pragmatic, but it's a bit different. I, I get the point. <clears throat> fair enough. Openings. Luan free. Jan and Peter too. Yeah, he has good. I mean, as you said, he has good openings. He might not be into details, but uh, what is good for him is that it's not his first, uh, let's say, <laughs> it's not his first candidate. Oh. He also has a massive uh, experience in uh, top uh, tournaments, so he knows how to prepare. And I remember that a few years back, I would say around 2016-17, he was a tough, tough guy to, to meet, uh, Peter, if you... If you remember, I mean, playing Naka was not uh, especially good surprise for, for I mean, uh, good news for us uh, working on uh, openings for, for Magnus. So, uh, 
No, I, I would say I have him a bit similar to Radjabov, that he has good defensive openings. He has healthy openings. They are difficult to break, but there's not a lot of sting with White. And, um, well, you need to get to a considerable plus score to win this event in a way. So, um, but, um, I mean, I think I gave him a, I gave him a two, actually, and uh, Luang a three. I think he's sort of in between two and three, but it's not that openings is not his strength. But they're no way nearly as bad as they were at some point, and he's imp- improved it a lot. It's just not his natural element. I don't think he finds chess openings exciting like, for instance, Mian Yan does uh, by any chance. Yeah, but, no. uh, it's not not too bad. No, but Jan, you can it's... add a bit because you... yeah, no, I disagree that his black repertoire is a strength, and he doesn't have much punch with white. I think with white, at least results-wise, he might not get winning positions, but he's always been very, very nasty one e4 player and he can also play d4 well with black i still think until proven otherwise that he's a target at this level because he's not that flexible he plays his queen's gambit declined lines and his his berlin you also know exactly which line in the nimzo he's gonna play of course he could change it all up or be so deep there that it doesn't matter but yeah i just want to get mm-hmm. that in i think with white he's fine but with black there are issues so let's mention to the viewers that how you choose uh, your, your 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 ranking, your stars, uh, Peter. So you see it's between two and three, and you see I picked three, so you you are picking two. Yeah, this is, is always the same story. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So next one. Now we are going to Richard Rapport. Uh, well, uh, the My former boy. Hungarian, uh, now representing Romania, right? And um, well, his current form. Me and Fresh has him at uh, no, no. Sorry, Fresh has him at three, and me and Jan at two. Yeah, he played a lot. So uh, yeah, his last tournament was not great, but generally speaking, uh, he did very well in this Gumpy. Qualified from the Gumpy, mm-hmm. so you cannot judge by him. Uh, not uh, actually, it's what he explained. I mean, he didn't expect to qualify for the candidate, so he behaved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he planned his tournament as uh, candidate will uh, will not happen for him. So you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's difficult to judge by the guy uh, playing too too much, actually. I mean, he, he was just tired. So now he took some rest. I mean, he declined in the last minute uh, Norway chess, which was, I think, a clever uh, choice. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, I think his current form is kind of uh, good because I, I was very impressed with him in, in Gampi. And to be fair, I gave him a two, but I had forgotten that he actually did pretty well in Wagensee. He was uh, number two after... Magnus is not playing the candidates. There, he was actually quite impressive. So two is a bit low. I think he's in the middle because the. I mean, as we mentioned, I think in the Grand Chess Tour, he was quite uh, disappointing in a way. But um, he's um, he's a player that somehow it's difficult to to measure for me in a way. Maybe easier for you, Jan, or not really. Feels like he's a bit on and off i would guess he's also sort of dependent on his mood if things are going well he can be an absolutely amazing player he might get a little down on himself if things aren't going so well basically i thought his current form and his very latest classical tournament was very bad so i gave him low marks but before that of course Mm -hmm. he had a great stretch established himself as a top 10 even at some point he was i think top five player so he's good, but recently, well, he didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. And the next one, we have an oddity in motivation. We all agree, he's a two. Yeah, because he's always, uh, you know, he's lacking this uh, 
killer instinct and uh, this huge motivation to become world champion or uh, um, but yeah, of course, he always um, wants to do well. So, um, uh, well. why is he not a one? I'm starting to think. I mean, he's even publicly said that he's not that motivated. Yeah, from what he doesn't like to play. Chess. Yeah, but from what he says and what he shows, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. Actually, I mean, he's showing yeah. much better results. And if you listen to his, to his interview, you think he's like uh, 26.50 at best. Uh, but actually, he's a really, really strong player. So mm -hmm. uh, you should, you sh we should be careful with uh, his interview. I mean, he's always very, very pessimistic. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how he feels. It's not just yeah. his interviews, also how he talks in general. I need a break. I don't want to play. I won't do. I won't do well. But when he sits down at a chessboard, I, I do yeah. think he's very motivated. Like, if he wants to be there, it's a different, different story. That's the the same for us chickens in a way. No, we hate that we have to play chess, but we'll still do our best. Like which is rapper's best, mm -hmm. obviously, is much much better yeah. than most other things. And that comes to chances to win. Me and Laurent has it at one, but I'm starting to agree with Jan, who actually gives him a two. So just um, think, if yeah. he has a good start, he's an amazing talent. He's a bit different to mm -hmm. everybody else, and if things start going his way. Then I could see it happening. Of course, he's not. I don't see. I think he will, he will lose. He will lose few games for sure. Uh, his openings are way too weak. He will get caught a uh, couple of times. That's, that's the very best for him, let's say. Uh, in the openings, I mean, he's just uh, and he, he doesn't know how to. I don't think he, he did build the team or he did some serious preparation for the event. So I'm really, I'm really, I'm really afraid for him uh, about that, and I think he will lose some games. And uh, when you lose games, that's the problem. You, you have to get two plus three at least, so you have to win five games or something. I mean, I don't think this is going to happen. You are, as far as I understand, you are great friends with him for a long time and such, right? Yes, so that's why I know. Back. I mean, I know he's not. Uh, uh -huh. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I really like you. the guy, but I mean, mm -hmm. he was asking me to. I mean, I was helping him. I was checking Budapest Gambit. So I was telling him, uh, okay, it doesn't work, but uh, still, uh, I mean, keep on checking it, <laughs> make yeah. it not losing immediately. Yeah, that was uh, the task. So um, no, I mean, I don't rate his chances highly either, but I'm quite open to that. I could completely misunderstand how good he is. I mean, for instance, in Wyke and in the Phoenix Grand Prix, he showed very high level at times. So also, I don't I'm think he lost a lot of games there. I agree, he could be yeah. a target in the opening, but it's also unpleasant to play him if you you yeah. don't know what you're gonna get. No, like and then e4, knight c6, d4, d5, e5, bishop f5. Okay, it'll be worse, but maybe he'll win some games. He'll go f6, queen d7, mm -hmm. long castles. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel there's more variance in his play, which should be good for his chances to finish first. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I yeah, can hear I the just, whole point. He's not used. Yeah, no, I just uh, don't think. I mean, what you mentioned is kind of openings. I don't. I just don't think it works against people like Fabi, Aliaza, or Ding. I mean, you get punished for that. Yeah, I think that you are most likely right. Thank you. Chances That's... to get the match. Um, well, again, Laurent is a one. Jan and Peter two. Laurent? Yeah, I don't think it would be interesting for Magnus. So I mean, like, he doesn't think it's interesting for him. Uh, to play against um, Hitchi. So, yeah, wh why why would he change his mind? Okay, he's from the I, next... I, I, he's almost from the next uh, generation. He's born in 96. So you could argue that he's from the next generation, but still, I mean... 
I think actually I, I side with you here, Laurent. I mean, with Naka, he would uh, provoke Magnus into playing. I think uh, Richard wouldn't, and uh, somehow, you know, no, he I would think just quietly come to an end. Uh, I think you guys are right, but Magnus would be happy to play. Richie would just say, nah, it's too much stress. I need a break. <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're saying that Richard wouldn't show up. That's yeah. an interesting No, I suppose they are quite... Uh, I mean, they wouldn't... No, no trash talking. Uh, they are quite friendly. I mean, we invited him to, to play some training games uh, before yeah, yeah. the match with Kayakin. So mm -hmm. it was... I think they are quite friendly uh, even now. Bah uh, Bahamas, right? In Bahamas, yeah, yeah where... Actually, yeah. it was uh, it was a bit weird training to play a match against Kayakin to play some games with Richie, because it was very interesting yeah. games, but uh, I mean completely different style, yeah. So it was, uh, very nice in many yeah. ways. So. Yeah. I remember some blindfold games as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, blindfold games. So anyway, chickenness. Um, there again, we have complete disagreement. Jan doesn't think he's a chicken at all, and I think he's quite. Uh, a chicken. Yeah, I think... Why did I... Uh, so I will explain my point. It's what you told me the other day. You say you are not a chicken, you are just lazy. And I think this is exactly the case for, for Richie. I mean, he's not a chicken. I mean, to play these openings, you don't... I mean, you cannot be a chicken. But he's just lazy at times and going for, for some yeah, doors. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. I have written a one. I have absolutely no idea why. I cannot uh, defend that point. No, no, you, 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 you wrote a three. A... I wrote a one. No, ah, no, I wrote sorry. a three. Ah, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it makes no sense. I have written a one. I, I apologize. I don't yeah, know. I, I think in three. general he doesn't want to play chess, which is a big factor yeah, of chickenness. Of that, maybe. He doesn't. He doesn't have the typical chicken openings where you work hard on forcing a draw. But I think he can still be chicken in his own way. Although he's of course a very entertaining player. But I think, yeah, he can get a little down on himself and then be happy with no, but also, making it short. I think when I, yeah, I wrote sure the one, I was thinking about how he qualified, where he actually took risk in a in a winning position. I must have meant four instead of one. I think I just got the numbers reversed in my head. You remember how he qualified against Andrejkin? He actually was gambling in the end, sort of not to get it to a playoff, but trying to win in classical chess and such. And he, right. he was prouding himself of taking risk at the right time. So... Uh, no, he's not a chicken. So, so you should give him a, a, a one. Or so zero. you stick with the one. <clears throat> so you stick with the one. Peter confused himself. Yeah, I have confused myself. Yeah, I would. Just, so you stick uh, with the one. Let's just, so he's not a chicken. Fair enough. Let, I actually stick to moving on with openings because I don't like uh, being sort of confused anymore. Sorry. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> openings: Loang one, Yan two, PH three. Well, I think he's improved massively. To be honest, it's a bit like with uh, Duda. His opening used to be bad. They're not so bad anymore. And putting in work. I mean, for instance, he's been playing the Queen C2 Nimsa with Bishop G5 and getting some successes there. It's not like uh, you think, ah, oh, you know, I'm playing Rapport. It's just going to be a walk in the park in the opening anymore. I mean, like, what yeah, is he playing? Um, I remember this 97 in Berlin. I mean, it's always picking up some random lines as black, which are generally not very good. So, I don't know. I'm still... I, st Haven't I stick you with my that? one. I mean, ah, not that night. You mean four D three ninety seven? Sure, but it's not that bad. Um, it's also not that good. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. So this, I think his openings like became a little more mainstream, but I would still call them a weakness. Also playing Quincy two Nimzo every game and these positions he played. I mean, if you check them 
with a strong engine, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm not sure this is a strength. He's become a little more main, mainstream, and he clearly worked on some stuff, but it still feels like it's weak. Mm-hmm. And also, I think he's not going to. He was not expecting to to qualify for candidates, so I don't think he will have a proper team uh, working for him. So yeah, that's a problem as well. Okay. Fair enough, halfway, we are getting to the four highest rated players, the former Cello and the, the Pomniacci is the next. And the uh, current form? Um, not great. Juan has him at two, I have him at three, and Jan just decided not to vote. There's a three in my ah, document, I, I think it's you who didn't vote. I haven't refreshed my, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, um, uh, so I gave him a two because, uh, okay, last time he, he played... Uh, in classical was a match, of course, and also in uh, this uh, Grand Chess Tour, where he did poorly, lost uh, rating in both uh, cases. So, I mean, I, I don't see how you... Uh, why why it would be a three? Why it would be that high? Yeah, I think it's fair. I try to price in... I'm not sure it belongs in current form, that he still has this half year of work from the World Championship match, which might have made him a better player midterm. Sometimes it takes a while until this work mm-hmm. pays off, and I think it could be be around mm-hmm. now, but it's speculation. His yeah, latest yeah. results have been great, so I agree with it. I, I think um, I, I agree with both. I also ended up on a three, but uh, it could just as well have been a two. Both the, well, the match and such was not um, that well, but uh, you tend to get this boost afterwards to some extent, and... Uh, I think he's going to be very happy. He's not going to play Magnus uh, every day or not at all. And that's um, things are going to feel a bit easier than they, they did in the match for him. One can hope at least in a way. So, yeah, I think so. So motivation, we what? again uh, disagree. We gave him a three with Jan while uh, Peter gave him only a two. Yeah, he just played a world championship match. It wasn't an amazing experience for him. It was... Uh, well, he ended up on minus four. He had to prepare incredibly hard, which is not his natural element and such. So I think it will be in the back of his head that, uh, well, I have done that. It's not something I necessarily want to do again, uh, not right away. So I, I don't I, think he's I, not I mean, that... Compared it, to everyone else, I see it like that. I, I disagree. I think he's not that kind of guy. Okay. Uh, he said that uh-huh. he had mainly... I mean, that the loss in the match, he had some strange declarations that... Uh, it was not much, uh, didn't have much to do with chess. It was about psychology and it just collapsed, which I think it's both. Uh, actually, I mean, Magnus is just a much better uh, player. And also, uh, Nepo collapsed at some point in the match. But so he has no doubt for him that he has the level of uh, of a challenger for the, for the title. So um, I think uh, he's not afraid to play another match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I would think it can be very motivating that he wants to come back and get there again. And especially now, if there's no Magnus waiting as the end boss, he will probably, he's a confident guy, raise his chances to become world champion quite highly. I can't really tell how much of a toll such a match leaves. We'll get to Caruana soon, who talked about, yeah, he wasn't motivated for whatever, a year and a half after. Mm-hmm. After the match versus Magnus, also there's, yeah, many cases in history they talk of Botvinnik having a heavy hand where someone loses a match and they need a while to 
to get back to normal. I can't really say. It could go either way, but I would think that he'll be very motivated to, to get back. Okay. So, chances to win is the next category. I was the most pessimistic with one, while Jan gave a three, Peter gave a two, so I will say why I'm uh, pessimistic for what we discussed uh, before. I think his current form is, is quite poor. His motivation will be okay, but also it's a very long tournament, and uh, I mean, in the past, um, the only long tournament he won was in two parts. Uh, it was during this pandemic. These candidates, which stopped after seven rounds, I think uh, if the tournament, I think we agreed that if the tournament would <coughs> continue, this candidate tournament, he probably would uh, not win. So that's why I think the tournament is too long for him. And there is too uh, uh, many ways to to collapse, to lose the game, and to to get uh, hungry at, at himself and uh, just uh, uh, lose. Um, I mean, uh, like lose a couple of games in a row or something like that. I gave him a, a two. Well, I, well, as we will see, I have like uh, different categories, and um, well, he's still the of, of the players we have spoken about yet. He's the one I give the most chances, but um, well, I think he's weaker than the, the three others we're going to speak of next. But he has been there before; he's done it, and that means that well, I give it some more likeliness. Also, should he get into a tense situation, it's going to help him. He's been there before and such. But uh, I think there's three players that are stronger than him, and that's it. Yeah, no, I'm somewhere in the middle. I do think his World Championship prep could still be an asset, as could his experience be. And also, I guess he got into shape also physically for the World Championship in particular to prepare for a a longer event, which has been his weakness in the past. But I also agree he doesn't have the track record in these long things, and especially fighting back after a loss, which is very likely to happen at some point. But I do rate him very highly as a player when in shape and when he can avoid these simple blunders, like we could see first two, six games against Magnus, he was yeah, just <laughs> playing at the same level. Um, so yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle, I'm not sure. But I thought it was surprising that people gave his rate chances so much lower than Fabi and Ali Reza. Mm-hmm. Also, bookies, okay. not just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's we'll see. So, chances to get the match, no. we all agree it's very there we f- Yeah, if anything, we have all given him a one. Yeah. I might go to a zero for all the say, but uh, I mean, Magnus has just played him. He won with plus four. Uh, it makes no sense. That would also exactly fit Magnus' story that he doesn't enjoy the process, he yeah. has nothing to yeah. prove against Nepomnishi. No. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's right. a very I think we are closer to a zero than. Uh, yeah, two. I mean the one is if Magnus wants to keep his uh, title for two more years, yeah. then like which is maybe we have just yeah exactly. That's I think that's what justifies the one that he's actually just to change his mind. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think Nyapom is the, the the least likely of all the, the guys. Yeah, yeah I think probably. I agree. Yeah. And we keep agreeing on chickenness. We have him of two. Yeah, we need a more specific definition of chickenness I don't think he's afraid to lose but he's yeah he doesn't mind the occasional quick draw if it fits his needs and he's not that well he's not very resilient when it comes to dealing with setbacks Mm -hmm. or with losses I'm not sure if that's a chickenness factor but there are of course some psychological weaknesses or have been in the past 
I think he's neither here nor there, but uh, a bit less than a chi- of a chicken than average. He's not afraid to play chess. And so. No, no, exactly. Yeah, um, but now he changed. Yeah. I mean, like I gave him a two. Um, if it would be his old opening repertoire, but now he, he changed his opening repertoire to uh, World Championship match, let's say standard, and uh, well, it became. I mean, like uh, this Catalan stuff, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, which he played against Wesley. So I mean, he's really uh, trying to force the door. Uh, from the opening but now again you start uh, just because people play good openings they're not necessarily chickens they're just playing good openings I mean he's playing this pawn down stuff which we saw uh, it's not yeah. it's doable of course but uh, we already discussed I think that's trying to play high level rather than to play uh, being a chicken but uh, I don't know um, but we can talk about his openings because there at least we disagree some more Laurent, you simply think his openings are top-notch five? I mean, like he prepared with a, a, a professional uh, team for six months, so I think it was mm-hmm. uh, good. He shot some great stuff in... Uh, okay, he confused the mover in Petrov, but um, in one game. But overall, I think it was uh, it was good. Uh, it was it was very good. I mean, the, the level mm-hmm. of, his, of his prep in, in the match... So, yeah, I think it's uh, really one of the uh, top-notch uh, opening specialists these days. I, I disagree the most. I have him at a three, so I will go first. Yeah. I mean, again, three is still above average. I think he had pretty good uh, prep for the match, but mainly in a defensive way, I would say. that It's very difficult to get to him, but it lacks the aggressiveness and also, to some extent, also the surprise. I mean, for me, it seemed like... Well, we have a Russian supercomputer. We're going to map out chess and find the best moves. But there's not that much sort of psychological aggressiveness of really surprising the opponents and such. I think basically he was saying, these are good moves. I'm going to play them. And if they're good moves, Magnus can't do much. I agree he's improved a lot in this area. He has pretty good uh, above average. But I don't think it's spectacular. I don't know if anyone has spectacular openings. Yeah, maybe, maybe a five was too much because I think mm-hmm. uh, another guy... No, I agree with both. I don't think openings are his natural habitat, like in his free time. I don't think he's sitting there clicking in some lines, but he's put in all the time preparing for this match. Mm-hmm. I think for a five, he would also be have to show that he can play D4 and E4, be more unpredictable. While historically, he's much more of an E4 and sometimes C4, G3 player, which he also... Mm-hmm did in the match and I wasn't sure which Peter mentioned as well if his openings first of all match his style and then also match a candidates tournament because they were they were more defensive tight against Magnus which makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense and you could argue is a high level but yeah I think he's he's very good he has the work he probably still has stuff flying around yeah exactly. but I would still give at least Fabi a higher mark. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, I, I, I give him a four. I give him a four. I will also say that I agree with Jan, but I will still add that I think I'm a bit more right than Fresu. No, no, I, I give him a four. Okay, he has not. Uh, okay, while, while we, we didn't see, we only saw his prep against one e5 uh, in the match, which is kind of uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the main thing you should prepare uh, when you are preparing for a World Championship match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, yeah, I mean, it's. It, it lacked surprise, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Current form, we have 
Uh, so Fabi. Me and Luan is a fr- uh, co- exactly. We're talking about Fabiano who is Carano the third, now. Uh, uh, is not anymore. Yeah. Well, he's only the third by yeah, rating which is now. Sounds but, uh, weird. The 2018 challenger. Um, what did you give him, Jan? I think a three because I so, don't have a clue. I haven't seen him play that much, and yeah. Vike didn't do great, but he also didn't do poorly. It looked <laughs> like things didn't go well for him, but his levels didn't carry him to more or less decent results. These online things, I never know how much to read into. So I don't know, but my hunch is that he will be, yeah, sitting somewhere preparing seriously. Fabi looked like he was Fabi, and that's pretty good, right? Something like that. Nothing spectacular, but nothing too worrying either, in a way. When we come to motivations, Laurent has him at a full five. Yeah, I think he... It's one of the... I mean, he's getting to 30, I think. Uh, or he already turned 30. Mm-hmm. So he understands. He already played a match. Um, he lost that match. It was very close uh, to Magnus in 2018. So it's one of his last chance. And, uh, well, he understands he has a, a chance to win. And look, he didn't play since uh, Wyke. Uh, so he will be fully motivated, fully prepared. Um I'm sure his motivation is just uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jan? I can't really judge because you hear different things. But yeah, I think he himself said he just couldn't look at chess for, I don't know, maybe two mm-hmm. years after the 2018 match, then the pandemic. You heard that he wasn't really motivated to do stuff since he was sitting at home. I would guess that that has changed and that he will take this one extremely seriously but it's uh, it's hard for me to say i don't know about his structure with kazim out of the picture i mm-hmm. feel like sometimes he will probably need someone who's there to push him a bit cuz he's also comfortable mm-hmm. um doing other stuff i don't know i i think i gave him a high marker yeah four because i you would gave think him a four would, so did i he will be very motivated but i really don't have much of a read I, there. I think he will be extremely motivated as well. Four is a high score. I mean, well, he's been there before. It might detract a bit. A bit, Of course, he was incredibly close, didn't get there. That could motivate, but it could also feel that he had done so much hard work and then, you know, not much came of it anyway. And while we all say it's close, what people remember is that he lost and such. I think he's going to be very motivated, but not to the completely insane level that the F5 would, would indicate. But I think we are also more or less in the same ballpark, yeah. right? I mean, I would be closer Good. to a 5 than a 3, no doubt. So I think we kind of agree there. So let's go to the chances to win where we just fully agree. All on 4. On four. Yeah. He's not the top-notch yeah. favorite, uh, according to us, mm-hmm. but... But almost. Uh, very, very close, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll t- can talk about to... this more with the other candidates. Yeah. I think pretty much everyone agrees. Karana, Firuja, and Ding are the favorites and on a similar level of being favorites, so they're the numbers. Yeah, I, I slighted it. I'm, I'm not sure. We, we'll, yeah, we can get to that later. But Fabi's been there. We all know he has the level and if he has the, the motivation, the prep, things go slightly his way. Of course, he's one of the favorites. Yeah. Right? Of course. I mean, his chess qualities is there. There's no doubt on such. He has, uh, well, he's more or less the full package, right? There are just other good guys as well. 
Chances to get the match, we actually quite disagree. So let's start from the most optimistic, uh, that will be Lawrence. Yeah, because uh, Kawana has always been a um, tough opponent for, for Magnus, even if Magnus has a good score. But the match was very close, uh, actually. That's what mm-hmm. uh, makes me think that could be an interesting match. Also, at some point, he was the only one to really threaten uh, Magnus uh, for the number one spot in the world. I mean, there were like two points difference before the match, or three points. So it was always the most threatening, and uh, yeah, uh, Magnus said many times that he was the most uh, dangerous opponent and so on. So he respects him. In the last match, it was 12 doors, so Magnus might be tempted to show uh, that he can do he can do better than that mm-hmm. uh, particular opponent. No, I disagree. I think that stands exactly for what Magnus dislikes about World Championship matches. Of course, Fabi is good and a threatening opponent, but I don't think that means that Magnus will think, oh, this is great, I must do this again, try to prepare against a super solid repertoire, think about what to do against Fabi for a long time. I would think it's the same argument as with Nipomnish. He's been there, done that, defended his title. It's very much a representative of the old slash his generation. And I would, yeah, I would be very surprised if... Magnus said yes. Yeah, I think Jan took the words out of my mouth. I mean, been there, done that. Of course, he would have liked to have won against him in a more convincing fashion, but uh, he has beaten him, and uh, all this effort to do what you already have done once, I would be surprised. Um, I think me and Jan agrees, just I have rated it as a one, uh, Jan as a two, but uh, I think that's more or less it. But um, I get Luang's points, I just don't think they're right in this uh, this particular okay. case. But, uh, that's <laughs> Why is this particular Fair case? enough. <laughs> okay, chi- chickenness. Loang, you think there is zero chicken in Quran? I think he's over-pushing. Uh, he's the same as Duda for me. <laughs> he's over-pushing. I mean, he's over-pressing all the time. I mean, taking some crazy risk to try to win games. And, uh, well, he's just... Okay, then you, you, you may say Petrov, Queen's Gambit decline. Okay, that's fair enough. But... Good That's opening. just good, good openings, yeah, as you mentioned previously. But in his play, I mean, he's never chickening out. And on the contrary, actually, I think he's just uh, overpressing, taking some crazy risk on a, on a regular basis. So, yeah, he's not a chicken at all. I don't know. I think stylistically, Laurent is right that his style is very calculation and... Um, complications heavy and he also feels that's where he has an edge the more complicated it gets and the more he keeps pushing no I generally agree with Laurent but he's also pragmatic he's not always super motivated and you can tell in these rapid events if yeah things don't go his way he sort of gives up he's not like relentless every time I'm at a chessboard I have to do my very best but yeah he's not he's not afraid to play that's for sure yeah I didn't count that online tournament yeah which are very special to me, but I have given him a, a one. Yeah. That's already a good score. Maybe just uh, well, I'm more positive towards chicken, so I don't want to offend him uh, and give him a zero. But uh, of course, he's extremely courageous uh, and such, no doubt. I think uh, we are basically in agreement here. That's not. Much and we are agree. almost in agreement for the last category, which is openings. We gave him a five with Jan because uh, well, the guy is really really tough. And uh, PH uh, gave him a four. And we think, I think, uh, with Jan and myself, we think he has by far the best openings in the tournament, right? I think he's the best theoretician 
in the field, and he's also the most flexible. Like you don't know what to expect. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's gonna play no. Berlin or if he's gonna play open Spanish or prepare some random mm-hmm. sideline in the Spanish or come with the Nidor all of a sudden. I have no clue. And that makes him special that he's completely unpredictable. With White, he can do anything. Yeah. And he's one of the very few, maybe the only one, where you could see him just winning mm-hmm. a game by prep. Like yeah. he has so many nasty yeah. ideas in main lines with White. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody better than no. him. I agree that if I couldn't choose a four, it would be a five. I mean, well, five is close to perfection. That uh, requires really a lot. And I didn't get him quite there, but he, he could have been. Again, um, a bit boring but i think basically we agree also we've known fabiano for a long time and he's very impressive and i very much agree with that he's broad so he has a surprise i mean you don't know really what's what is coming that's of course what what we try to achieve with magnus as well that you're capable of doing everything and um, i mean a black game with fabiano is not a fun experience yeah. because uh, you can be hit so many places and such and uh, yeah no especially if you enough. keep playing the seshnikov <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's uh, go down memory road another time. Because now we are coming to. Well, to be fair, this has just been a filler for the one. Now the real action starts. Ali Reza, I, 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 I thought we would do a bonus episode for, for Ali Reza, so we should do him last. Oh. So first thing. Okay. Okay. We're not going by rating. It's this is our producer. Our producer told, the, told us that we'll do. It will be a bonus episode for for Ali Reza. Okay. But so, me and Jan would like to note that we de- disagree. We but disagree. Go on. So we yeah. we go okay. to Ding Liren instead. Okay. Uh, so current form, I think it. Loran, you say Ding is an incredible. <laughs> I mean, like play try to play every day against these Chinese guys without losing a game, and uh, well, okay, then we we talk we talk again. Uh, I mean, it was amazing what he did actually, like to play every single day. To make these thirty games and to be able to replace uh, Kayakin, we will. Uh, uh, so he got qualified by hating because Kayakin goes disqualified, and uh, mm-hmm. well, that was just amazing. Actually, I mean, without losing a game, winning some hating, uh, I thought such just uh, physically. I mean, it's just um, well, very impressive. Well, I only gave him a four because I think. It's more about Ding being good rather than being in good shape. But of course, he is both. But, uh, well, just five is like you are performing out of this world. Uh, I think uh, the guy you will do a bonus episode about, at some point, his uh, form was uh, incredible. Maybe it's not anymore, but let's not uh, debate that now. But um, I, I, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the number of games did impress me. I mean, it's out of this world, okay. yeah, to be able to play every single day. I mean, who did that? In the last 10 years, to play every single day, to perform at 28.50 or something like that? I think we disagree, but let's let's, let's get Jan to make the decisive vote then. Democracy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have strong opinions. I agree. Like, I don't know enough about these these tournaments he played in China where this four-player round-robin, where every game that didn't involve Ding was a a draw. I, I don't know enough about yeah <laughs> how things went down there but his sporting achievement and the games I've seen did look very impressive he also won the last episode of the um, the last what was it the Champions Chess Tour no the last tournament no no he probably dropped... milk uh, yeah, water, he beat Magnus, sure. yeah. Yeah. 
He beat Magnus on Pragnananda in the ah, Yeah, won the final against Pragnananda, so he looked pretty good there, also playing in the middle mm -hmm. of the night. Yeah. So he looks good, but yeah, he hasn't played chess for two years, and then he had this sort of strange mm -hmm. run, 30 games in 30 days and so on. No, he's a great player. What is there to say? Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's I go to motivation. Motivation? So we, we all agree. We all give him full marks. Yeah. Wow. I was a bit in doubt if he's just very motivated or incredibly motivated, but it seemed like we all go for incredibly motivated, right? Yeah, because it's just... I, I don't have a clue, really, but yeah, I no, guess no. he is. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play for oh, two Ding, years. Ding is just... I think it was always his yeah. dream to, to qualify for the match, and he got an unexpected chance, actually, and he went all the way, organized his tournament in no time, play every day, and, uh, well... I think we give him credit for just playing chess non-stops in order to fulfill some... Uh, formal things right but also i mean why wouldn't he be in a way right but i think we are guessing because we don't really know but our guess is that he must be incredibly motivated yep. mm -hmm. chances to win again Laurent is just throwing out fives like it's an i think he's sport. a favorite yeah. actually i mean he's uh, for me he's a clear favorite because mm -hmm. he got this i will i will rem maybe remind you this denmark uh, 92 and uh, he gets this uh, unexpected uh, chance. Uh, I mean, like few months before. I mean, like in January, it looked mm -hmm. like okay, he was not so going to play before, the but, next yeah. uh, year or something. And suddenly, he gets this chance, this spot, this unexpected chance. And I think, from a psychological point of view, it's just a free roll, and you feel like uh, mm -hmm. so he gets this boost of energy, which I think is very, very positive, and that's why, in my opinion, is is uh, clear favorite. But not like uh, I mean, he has less one. I mean, like okay, he has more chances than Fioja or Kawana, but I think he has better chances. For me, he is the favorite, and it's very simple. I think he's the best player. Uh, Karana might be the best sporting character, so I just I mean, Karana is a few percent behind, but uh, well, Ding is just a, a, a bit higher, so I give him a four. I don't know. I haven't really made up my mind between Ding, Fabi, and Ali Reza, but I don't see a reason to rate Ding higher than Fabi, like historically, rating-wise, results-wise, motivation-wise. So I don't see any reason to give him a higher mark than Karana in that one. Like You could debate who the favorite is, I think, with the bookmarkers. They're all very close, which is fine. But yeah, he, Ding historically hasn't shown that he's he's a better player than Corona. And, and you you don't think that it's luck involved in uh, qualifying in the last minute? Just play some play some kind of tricks. I mean, you can say Maxim also got close and such. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would. He can play, <coughs> play one very thing well. You can hold. One thing you can hold against him is that he has not. I mean, he doesn't have that much experience in candidates, and when he did. Things didn't go that much his way, uh, so maybe he doesn't have—he hasn't proven himself in this uh, career at stake situations yet. Perhaps I think he will do fine, um, but we don't have evidence for that. That's maybe the only thing I can come that sort of draws him down a bit. He did fine in 2018, was it? But didn't really come close. To yeah, it. no, that's a, yeah. no. Well, he had a couple of percent chance before the last round. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I understand. But uh, no, fair enough. Hard Chances to, to get a match. To get the match against Magnus? I think he has, he, has, he has the best. So I gave him a four, you gave him a three. I mean, yeah, I think he has the best chance uh, uh, 
accept of uh, just hide behind uh, Ali Reza because I mean Magnus respects him a lot as a, as a person and as a chess player. So he never mm. played him. He's slightly younger than Magnus. So oh. that would be a bit. Uh, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> it would feel a bit impolite. Exactly. I mean, I mean, and Ding is yeah, so yeah. polite that you you, you 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 don't feel like being impolite to to Ding actually. I mean, you can yeah. be impolite to Naka. I mean, you, you don't care so much or, or yeah, Giri, but uh, to to Ding it feels it feels wrong. I wouldn't start tweeting against uh, Ding. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't feel right. I mean, <laughs> wow. It's not how it... Favoritism. <clears throat> No, I sort of agree, and there's certainly the factor he hasn't played a match against him yet, which we used against Fabi and Nepomnishi. He's still very much a representative of the old generation where Magnus has said, at least in his first statement, he wants to play against the new generation if he does play. And I disagree with Laurent's key point that Magnus thinks he's a great player. I don't think that means if Magnus thinks, yay, this is a tough opponent, I can think for for a year what to do against Ding. I don't think that's what he is looking for. But looking I do rate his chances okay. higher than Nepomnishi mm-hmm. and Fabi. No, I, I, I don't I think we agree. Can I, can I disagree? Just one minute. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that... Uh, it's, it will be interesting for Magnus to think uh, what I'm going to do, but just uh, the games in in, in in themselves during the match will be interesting because he's a tough player, simply. And that but his core argument him. is that uh, these World Championship matches are too stressful and he doesn't enjoy the process of playing every day against a tough player, no? So I think, yeah, this guy is tough. I'm not sure if that's uh, that will be a driving, driving force for him, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean... Fair yeah, I, I I think it was more about not enjoying the the process of preparing and so on, process of playing. How, did he say that? I mean, like it's different. Yeah, I mean the, the process general. of playing and the process of preparing. Of course, preparing. It's the full full package to some yeah. extent. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah. If uh, if he knew that they would start the match tomorrow, maybe it would feel easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know exa- yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chickenness? Well, Ding not a chicken. He's got a one, but a bit of healthy caution at times, perhaps. Yeah. Well, he's a serious professional, but his tendencies were normally yeah. to push too hard instead of yeah backing down. So, mm. I mean, even when he plays Magnus, he just plays his normal chess. It's not like he thinks, ah, I'm playing someone who's maybe the only guy in the world who's better than me. I'm gonna be more. No, he just plays. Chess. I, 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 yeah, I think he's got. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, good. Please, please, please. No, I think he's gotten, at least from his latest rapid matches, very good at damage control, that he will find a way to be practical if he's worse, to keep problems, and he will go for a draw if the position demands. But yeah, that doesn't mean he's he's chicken. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, he's not overpressing as uh, some other players are doing regularly, like Duda or Fabi, but uh, yeah, he's just playing the position. So uh, one one is fair, yeah. Fair enough. The last category for the whole show is openings. Loang is four. I'm free. Jan? Why for the whole show? Do We're doing Ali Reza. No, We're like, doing Ali Reza. He would just... Our, our, the listeners. Our, our producer oh. will, will, uh, will just cut it, I think. But Okay, my apologies. Yeah. So, openings... I was the um, only one to, to fill in. <clears throat> I can't see your, your... Oh, 
So what did you? Play? I'll give yeah. him a four. Yeah, it's... I think he's good, and I think he's steadily improved. I think it was a weakness some time ago, but I do think he's. It's a bit different. I'm not sure how much he relies on a big team, but it looks like he enjoys working on openings, and he spends a lot of time mm -hmm. clicking in his stuff, from what I hear. No, I think he's well, good, but he's not Fabi level good that he can have an idea in one e4, one d4, one c4 and crush you with it. That's less likely. And I agree with exactly that point. And as I gave Fabi a four, I have to give Ding a three. Ding is definitely above average, but he's a bit more limited than uh, Fabi in the sense that uh, with Ding you have a better idea what's coming. It's yeah. gonna be the Catalan or it's gonna be the English. It's gonna be the Berlin or it's gonna be the Marshall. Something like that. He's a bit more confined, while Fabi is, is broader. I mean, well, Ding might not need to have excellent preparation because he just needs to get his uh, slide edge and will work with that and do it brilliantly. But, um, no, I think, um, well, he's great uh, and he's very difficult to get at. But uh, Fabi, I think Fabi can use it more to his own advantage while uh, Ding will have to win over the board, which he's incredibly capable of. That's how I see it. Yeah, okay. no, it's the same argument I made for Nepomneshi. Fabi, he doesn't have a big track record as one E4 player, and to get top marks there, I think, with White, you need to be able to do everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so Fair we enough. can... And his openings are, are very serious. I mean, it's not like Magnus that will do something for, for a joke. So, I mean, uh, Ding just plays very good, incredibly healthy chess, is my impression. So, yeah, Magnus is joking in, uh, in online events. I mean, it's not generally... takes it more seriously when oh, it comes just... to classical. Let's, let's face it. Let, let's see. Uh, yes. Okay, that goes for the seven persons. Now we're going to do the Alireza of all episodes yeah. and talk about Alireza, yeah. right? So, Laurent, well, he's French. You have the answer. Yeah, so <laughs> my French uh, brother uh, is here. So, of course, he was a sensation. I mean, he's a sensation in the chess world for the last uh, couple of years, I would say. Uh, only 18 years old. He will turn 19 during the tournament, actually. So, yeah, it will be incredibly interesting to to watch for the world in general and uh, for the French people in particular, I would say. Um, he's been preparing, uh, I guess. He has played a, a tournament recently, but uh, so the last... Uh, he, he qualified from the Grand Suisse where he made an incredible performance and uh, he played this European Championship, uh, which was... We finished... Uh, which finished right before uh, the World Championship match uh, started. And he became number two in the world, which was amazing. And uh, Magnus uh, pointed, I mean, like he clearly said that uh, uh, he would be interesting, uh, interested in playing against only against Ali Reza in a match. So that made him as, a, you know, even more as a... You know, under under the lights. This was a great commercial. Can you talk about his form? <laughs> so his form is hard to say. He didn't play. Uh, he played only one tournament since uh, the European, uh, which was pretty poor. So, well, I don't think it's great. I gave him a three. Yeah. I also gave him a three. It feels high, actually. He did badly mm -hmm. in whatever was this super bad, and he hasn't played the half year before. Yeah. So I'm changing to two. Yeah, I gave him a two, and it's also like maybe it's unfair because expectations were so high, but he played so incredibly well 
during this run, and then suddenly we thought the last tournament, wow, maybe he's not as good as we thought. Well, this we're going to find out in the candidates. But at least for me, it puts put put doubt in my mind that okay, we have seen his high level. Now we have seen his uh, lower level, and that wasn't as good, and that meant that his uh, shape is uh, not that impressive in a way. That's it. Um, motivation. Well, you guys are up there, I can see. Yeah, we gave him a five while you gave him a four. I mean, you can make history and he understands uh, perfectly mm -hmm. all that, I think. So I think he's incredibly uh, motivated and only thinks about that actually since he, he qualified uh, in the Grand Suisse. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we don't have the category experience. That's something no. he lacks. So I'm not sure if this incredible motivation and focus will only be a good thing because also historically in the candidates normally you had to play at least once to reach the mountaintop but you could argue if he's a Kasparov a Carlson on that level exactly. these guys did it at the first attempt and if he's that special maybe nothing matters and he just crushes everyone I have my doubts but I don't know I yeah we don't have the same track record over years from like from Fabi and Ding, because he's much younger, he's improved quickly. He hasn't won a lot of super tournaments yet, but he could just this could just be the start. I don't know. I think he's going to be very motivated, so I gave him a four, but not a five like you guys. I mean, five, I think, takes something extraordinary. And, well, I will remember, for instance, the 2007 World Championship. I was there with, uh, with Vichy for the eight-player tournament. And, uh, well, he didn't win it in 2005. It starts getting in the latter part of the career. You really feel you should become the world champion, but you didn't really manage the way it was. And I think there, you sometimes reach a level where you just give everything that's left in the tank. It's not like you don't care about what happens afterwards. This is sort of maybe the last moment that really matters. I don't think uh, Firosa is there. He is completely aware that there's going to be a long chest life for him afterwards. And that's why I only give him a four. Maybe he lacks, as Jan would say, sort of um, experience or maybe the maturity that say, that you understand what I have done before was great now I'm going to take it to the next level but I'm at 4 which is already a very I, high I, score so I disagree with your, your stuff it's not like you, uh, you think that Carson or Kasparov they thought ah maybe if I don't win that one I will play the next one I mean it's now I mean it's not it's not later it's now so yeah but but that's Carlsen. But with Anand, I mean, at that point, he has been the best player maybe in the world for quite a while, but things didn't really... Yeah, I understand, but I, I the don't... ...the way it was. Then you find something extra. And I don't think Firosa is at the spec place where he will find 100% I don't of think you resources. can compare uh, Anand and Carlsen and Firosa. I think, I think that Firosa is, is more like Carlsen. Like, it's now. It's not later. I'm going to be watching maybe. them now and not in... Uh, five years or something Some... but I think it was the same for Vichy no? he also beat Karpov in whenever it was 91, 92 and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he didn't think ah, I can be world champion 10 years then yeah. I'll crush the guy oh, no. I, I understand I'm just saying that uh, sometimes you find a little bit extra in a way but um, I don't know okay I will give him a 6 for motivation one... is that possible? Okay. it's a French French, 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 French privilege <laughs> Frenchness. He is French. Yeah. We should have Frenchness as a category. What, what would you give him there? Yeah, yeah. yeah not yet. Yeah, no, no, not so good. Laurent is more yeah, French. Yeah, more French than, than Aliezer, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He did actually move to France to improve his career. That is, uh, that is motivation. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, chances to win. I'm actually leaving to Just He's leaving in okay. shaft. That's... Okay. I give him a free, Laurent a four. What about you, Jan? I gave him a four. To me, yeah, to me, it's very close between Karana, Ding, and Firuja with you. Karana, Ding, we have a more exact idea of where they stand with Firuja. I wouldn't be surprised if he crashes the tournament and wins. I also wouldn't be surprised if he finished six. So in a way, he's much more of a of a wild card. But he is special. And the stuff he's done at age 18 yeah. is special. And we've seen Magnus and Kasparov win at their first attempt, although was, it wasn't <laughs> easy. But uh, yeah, uh, to me, he's up there with these guys with more variance. Like, Fair enough. I have to defend my point of view then. Um, well, Ding and Caruana, I gave a four. They are favorites, but to get a five, you can, there can only be one favorite, and none of them are. And I think Ding and Caruana has better chances than Firusha, so that's why I put him at a three. Um, well, these guys are proven uh, guys. We know they're that good. We are a bit more unsure about Firusha. We don't know how he will handle pressure and such. Well, let me see, give them the two first around 30% and Firuja about 20 That's how I see it. But he is still, uh, he's a step behind them. Maybe not, maybe that could just be ignorance, but somehow I have seen enough proof to believe these two guys are the favorites. With Firuja, I'm just, I haven't seen enough yet. And that's just because of his age. There's not enough information. So I'm sort of taking that into account and, and putting him as number three. While you guys have him at one out of the three. No, I mean, like, I put him, like, two... I mean, like, I put first Ding and then Aliaza and uh, Fabi. The same chances, so... Yeah, because, uh, as you say, I mean, I think he has, of course... Uh... Then I'm, I'm going to cash in on a quick bet, and I'm, I'm taking Caruana against Firuja against you, right? You have to... You are taking Caruana against Firuja? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, good. What, what, what do we bet? How rich are you? Some, a non, non-alcoholic beverage? Uh, yeah. And, uh, appeals committee position. <laughs> appeals committee no, position. No, please, please I want... I want yeah. This is my dream job. Come on. Yeah. This is from, yeah, from now 10 years on. I mean, but I did... I, I was not friend with anyone on FIDE. And you, finally... You will be... Finally, it comes. I mean... I will do... We will have a transparent pro- sure. process where you can uh, bid and send you a CV. Sure. That will be sure. good. I will get the transparent um, process and offer you a beer, just in case it helps the transparent so, process. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, fair enough. Uh, chances to win? Chances to get the match? 5-5-4. Five, five, so we gave him a 5 with Jan because, I mean, Magnus pointed out... I mean, it would be weird for Magnus to say... Uh, uh, like as the only player I, I would be interested to play, and then he qualifies and uh, say, he, saying I don't. Play. I understand you're giving it a five. I still think Magnus said. Uh, I mean, it was more likely, but I have forgotten the exact uh, formulation. It wasn't like said then I will do it. It's just. Uh, no, I agree, but still, um, out of the players in this field, it's by far the yeah. most likely Magnus yeah. will play Ali Reza because he mentioned him specifically. No, so that doesn't mean it's hundred percent. Could still be 50-50, but... Now, well, we said Nakamura, he's not going to wriggle himself out of either, but who knows. Uh, Did I give Nakamura a five? No, I only gave him a four. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought f- five means that it's almost certain, but I agree that if it's just comparative, of course, he's the one with that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. No, no I no, think no, Fide, no, no, I mean, the, the only... <laughs> 
the only problems would be to for Fide to find a sponsor, but probably France would help with that. So, so it's all fine. <laughs> you're again, you're trying to bait me, but I'm not going to bite. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, chickenness. Laurent sees zero chicken. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not a chicken. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, he's fighting till the very end. I mean, you saw how he lost the, the last round of uh, against MVL in uh, against his countryman yeah. in <laughs> in Bucharest. I mean, he overpressed. He's changing openings all the time just to confuse his yeah. his opponents. Playing night off, uh, giving him a giving him a two is a bit much. All kind of openings, always playing that. for a win. Made eight out of nine in European Championship. <laughs> His first appearance with the French team. So, I mean, it's just... I mean, how can you see chicken as him? gave him a two because, frankly, I don't know. We've seen that his nerves aren't always perfect. Like, he did some strange things, especially against Magnus in these pawn end games and so on. He's young, and we haven't seen him in that high stakes a situation. Like, he's played super tournaments, but this is by far the biggest tournament of his career. I agree. In his chest style, there's not much chickenness, but I don't know how we will react under these mm-hmm. circumstances. Th- and playing every opening when you're young and crushing people left and right, I don't think is an indicator of much strength. I agree with Jan. I think that's also why I gave him a two. Now I'm wondering if I'm more thinking of nervousness than yeah. chickenness. I don't know if these things are exactly yeah. the same. To me, it's a bit it. connected because here. Yeah, yeah. Bit, Maybe they don't have to. I'm not, not I'm sure. I'm a nervous I chicken. There might be very calm chicken as well. <laughs> yeah, there might be some... Some I mean, very zen would, chicken out there. They repeat in the Berlin without <laughs> having any sweat. Draws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chilling. No, no, that's true. So, the final, final one is openings. And I will go straight out and say that I disagree with you and I have given a four, and that's just plainly wrong. Um, it should also be a three. So, I think we agree on the threes, but... Um, <laughs> You guys can tell first, because you were the one who picked it first. So. I gave a 4, no, which I'm not sure about. Oh. Might be high. I think he's obsessed with openings. where He's been working a lot, or so I would assume, the last half year. And he's incredibly flexible. You have no idea what's coming. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't seen the track record on the highest level also when once everybody starts being well-prepared for this Italian that he likes doing. Um, we We don't know. Yeah, where, like, where he will go. I get, like, so maybe a four is a bit high. Yeah, I gave him a three because mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you that it's very unpredictable and uh, working on it for sure, but lacks of experience as well. So, I mean, it's not, it's like if you compare uh, the Magnus opening in London candidates in 2013 uh, in the World Championship match, which he played in. Uh, uh, versus Nepo, I mean, it's clear that he just improved. Uh, he's just improving along the way. It's like with Vichy, it was the same as a start as well. He was not so well prepared, and he became very well prepared. So just let me say, you are criticizing Magnus for the candidates in 2013, where you're not part of his team, and then you're praising the yeah, rest exactly. of his career? <laughs> no, I mean, like Chennai, let's say <laughs> Chennai and uh, or later on. I mean, but it also sounds like just your improved. standards is... Whoever makes more Stockfish 15 moves wins. And that's easier if no, you can prepare I... with Stockfish 15. No, 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 no. no. It's, not st- it's your standard, please. Behave. <laughs> I, no, it's like... I think I have given him a, a free. Um, I think he's uh, like Karana in the sense that he's very unpredictable. He can do everything, which I think is great. Um, but he doesn't have sort of the quality of Karana's prep to some extent. So why I give him lower... I think his prep, in terms of quality, is a bit lower than Ding. 
but he's more uh, unpredictable. So I put him at a free there, but it's a high free. It's like, uh, I think both him and Ding is in the high free category and such and could just be close to a four. But I just think Fabi has uh, the best of both worlds while they only have the best of one world. And that's sort of how I read that. Yeah, no, uh, for me, yeah. I gave Fabi the five and... Yeah, yeah. Viruja the four. I'm not sure about Viruja's four with hindsight. No. I priced in that I think he'll be working extremely hard towards this. He hasn't played much. We will find out. I, I think we disagree about the numbers, but we agree about the, the actual argument, right? So it's, uh... Yeah. Anyway, is this coming to an end? Do you have any kind of final remarks? Uh... I think, first of all, we should predict who wins. I mean, it's a candidate's oh. preview. If we don't say who wins, we should do that. I'm not sure if we're smart enough on the fly to figure out who got the most points in our little system. But no. let's do predictions. And My... I will say, thinking about it now, ding. Ding, do mm -hmm. it. It's... My the... brain says ding. My heart says Aliaza. Okay. Um... Well, I have said it already. I think I rate Ding slightly above Caruana. If I could have Ding and Caruana against the rest, it was a no-brainer for me. If I could have Ding or Caruana and, and, and Ali Reza against the rest, it becomes close. I think you guys are underestimating uh, Caruana's chances. So I will take him, but I have said already that I think Ding is a slightly bigger favorite than him. But I think you guys are... You're not making any sense. You have to pick the most likely winner, and you're saying you rate Ding higher, but you pick Fabi? That makes no sense. Against us. No, no, I'm saying I think He just Ding wants to disagree a... with Laurent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I think Ding and Caruana is extremely close in, uh, in the chances, and that, well, it doesn't matter much to me because it's so close. So I would take Caruana, you take Ding, and he takes Ali Reza. That's how it is. All right, I didn't. <laughs> Okay, I take Aliaza. Transparency, as it best. Okay, yeah. I'll take Nepo. Let's go. Anyway, <laughs> what's the most important, uh, I think, to end this show is that we are against Una Sumos. Sumos, That's yes. The... We should end all the sh podcasts like that, no? What do you think? That, don't steal them. Yes. Whoever wins can rest assured that the Fiji government will do their very best to find great conditions for them. And secure a transparent bidding <laughs> process. <laughs> and uh, I would like to thank you for a good order during this episode and see you back. I don't know if we will just do our regular podcast and maybe we will have a candidate special. We will, we will see. Of course. Bye. Take good care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.